1: You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's Deep Divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
2: Okay, we're live. We'll let the stream breathe just for a couple of seconds. Make sure we're nice and stable across all five streaming platforms welcome in everybody to the huddle up podcast presented as always by mile high huddle powered by overtime media i'm your host chad jensen and with me as always my partner in crime and fellow football priest you know him you love him he is zach kelberman zach we were hoping when we signed off last night that we'd have perhaps some movement on the justin simmons front on monday with the deadline bearing down on us now you know it's a little more than 24 hours away well, yeah, a little more, 36, something like that. But no real substantive news on the Simmons front. I, I, I did see
3: that uh, NFL Network's James Palmer reported, or I guess reported lightly, that they're still negotiating and they still want to get something done. But that's we've known that already, Chad. That's common sense. They're going to negotiate up until the 4 p.m. Eastern time window on Wednesday afternoon. And uh, I think no news is bad news, though, for Justin Simmons. I think if we would have seen more rumors come out of if a, a local reporter like Cliffs would have tweeted that there's action, there's activity going on, it would lead me to believe that a deal could be closer to, to happening. But uh, now that we're less than two days away, I just don't see it. I think in this stage, in this day and age with everything going on, they're content with paying him 11.4 mil, and we'll see you next offseason.
2: By the way, if I seem just a little bit sweaty tonight, (laughs) there is a reason for that, and it's not because it's particularly hot where I'm at, although it is. It's because I spent a little time out in my yard pulling some weeds right before we were about ready to go live. Lost track of time because I'm a true professional, but I showed up. I'm here. I'm a little bit sweaty, but I've been looking forward to talking Broncos and talking football all day long. So, Zach, we'll uh, we'll get to – we'll talk a little bit more about it. We'll see what's on the minds of – Broncos country and the MHH community here tonight. And I want to get your take on ESPN's Bill Barnwell, how he ranked the Broncos offensive weaponry heading into 2020 and kind of juxtaposing that with where he ranked them last year and, and what we can take away from that. Um, but first you guys Oh, and by the way, tonight is episode 501. We crossed the 500 episode mark last night and you guys made it a phenomenal Experience and a great conversation, and you guys blew us away with just how outgoing and passionate you were. But we still have some swag that we want to give away. We feel like there were a few regulars who maybe can't make it on Sundays or have family things going on Sundays that we wanted to reserve some of our giveaways for tonight. So we're going to do that here. If you're in the stream, you are entered into the drawing, unless, of course, you were one of the winners from yesterday. So we're going to get to that here in just a second, and John. If it's possible for you to pull that first name, have it ready. We'll get to that on the other side of this quick, quick uh, matter of business. Gang, make sure as MHH continues to grow that you are following the podcast on Twitter. Extremely important so that you can stay plugged in and in tune. Have your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening with the show in real time. And while you're at it, you want to make sure you also follow the mother account at Mile High Huddle on Twitter to make sure you don't miss any breaking Broncos news and analysis. We're publishing anywhere from four to ten stories on your Denver Broncos each and every day. Some of it's news, some of it is deep dive analysis, some of it is film, some of it is scouting. It's a little bit of everything, including videos, as you know. So make sure you're following at Mile High Huddle. And then, gang, just to direct your attention gently to HuddleUpPod.com, you want to get yourself one of these football priests hat, one of these T-shirts we're going to be giving away tonight a mug, a face mask, you name it, head on over to huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. It's another way that you can support what we're doing here at MHH. And if you're not in a position, it's all good. These three simple things, whether you're with us live tonight or if you're listening to this after the fact as, as a podcast on demand, subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube, like this video, like this podcast. And if you really love what Zach and I are doing, you saw one of the testimonials from last night's podcast, share it out there. Word of mouth and reaching other friends and family, it's its the best way, probably the most organic, real way to help us grow this, this podcast.
4: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own, to always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem-solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach,
2: let's really quick. I want to get your take on Barnwell. But first, let me see what uh, the old. Oh, this is a good one. Awesome. Here's the, here's the new or the, the first winner tonight. I'm going to put it on screen. Bear with me one second here.
3: This is an OG right here, Chad. I just saw it in the uh, little private chat. We have our winner yes. is
2: an OG. Jeez. My freaking glasses are fogging up on me. Because I'm so sweaty. All right, here you go. Long time listeners, Albert and Michelle, Congratulations. For what it's worth, gang, we only have XLs left on the shirts, the physical shirts we have in our possession. So if XL, if you can't make that work, if it doesn't fit you, reach out when you let us know. Of course, you need to reach out to give us your physical address so we can get this stuff to you. And in so doing, if XL is uh, too small or too big for your body size, let us know, and we'll see if we can find a workaround and maybe send you something else. But Albert and Michelle, you're going to have to figure out how to split this, this plum. But thank you so much for your support and congrats on uh congrats on the win. Yeah, hopefully maybe you can cut it in half or something and ha- each have a, a half of the shirt
3: to wear. But Chad, you know, more so than that, do you see some of the comments we're getting? I wanted to point this out about us being on the opposite opposite sides of the screen. It seems like our viewers, it just makes them crazy. When I'm on the left and you're on the right, it, it just worked out that way tonight. But people are losing their minds over this. I just I, I can't get should, over that. Should should we fix it? Look, look how easy it is to fix. Uh, watch, watch, I kind of like it. I'm kind of comfortable. You like it? You want like to be lefty? Bizarro world for one night, Chad. This is a weird off season. It's a weird year. Let's, let's just get weird.
2: All right. That's fair. That's fair. Real quick, before we get much deeper into tonight's podcast, want to welcome in everybody who's been hanging out in the room. You know who you are. We appreciate you. And we got to give a shout out to Mark, who, as usual, as is his want to do, gets in a very generous super chat ahead of time. He's going to be on the show on Wednesday night, gang, for our the fourth installment of our Superstar Series, so you're not going to want to miss uh, miss that segment. Mark Langley jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Mark. He says, Garrett, well, i got to read this one ahead of time, make sure he doesn't ensnare me. Garrett broke his toilet bowl seat, and it cost him just $5, just like this donation, going to a couple of good guys and what they do for us. Hashtag Garrett, generic waste, hashtag football freeze, hashtag huddle up. Zach, Mark Langley does not, in case you guys missed it, here's your news flash. News uh, flash: Mark Langley, not a fan of Garrett Bowles. Oh,
3: I didn't know that, Chad. That's uh, breaking news to me. But, Mark, we always appreciate you. You always bring the levity, the humor. And I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. You're the resident jester of this podcast you always bring the laughs you're always good for the entertainment and also you're a very valued member of our community thank you so much
2: for your continued support each and every podcast but I want to test your uh, comedic wherewithal Mark and I want you to start uh, I mean not to say that you know continue to make fun at, at Garrett Bowles it's all good we we get we we laugh along with you it's all good but maybe find something else too that's funny I'd like to see if you can maybe make something humorous out of Philip Lindsay out of course. Martin. Malvin Gordon, there you go. There you go. But, yeah, thank you so much, my friend. You know we appreciate you. All right, so, Zach, before we get into – I know some other questions in Supers are stacking up. We'll get to them here in just a second. But before we dive into that, I would like to get your take. Um, Yes, Steven, less than a week till the Rookies Report. It's going to be a gas. We're looking forward to that. I want to get your take. Let me pull up this article real quick from Bill Barnwell. Here it is. And I'm going to quote him here. In fact, I'll do a quick share screen so everyone can kind of have the visual and follow along with us here. But I think this is a topic we can sink our teeth into a little bit. And, of course, you know, get the take of the community as well. But he tendered, did Barnwell his rankings for offensive weapons. All right. Last year. The Denver Broncos ranked in 2019 with Joe Flacco as the quarterback, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, a rookie, Noah Fant, Phillip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. They ranked 31st. All right, Only one team was ranked lower than the Broncos last year by uh, Bill Barnwell. This year, Zach, he, they have leapfrogged half the league, and he's got them ranked at 14. Now let me just read this quote really quick. He says, After using the past drafts to rebuild their weaponry, the Broncos have one of the more exciting young cores in the league. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton, a second-round pick in 2018, broke out with an 1,100-yard campaign last season, which is particularly impressive when you consider that his quarterbacks were Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, and rookie Drew Locke. First-round pick Noah Fant wasn't consistent as a rookie, but he ranked ninth in receiving yards and fourth in yards per route among tight ends over the second half of the season. GM John Elway then supplemented this group by using his top two draft picks on wideouts Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. This is an exciting group of receivers, although more for the long term than in 2020, given their relative inexperience. I'm less than enthused about the Broncos moving Philip Lindsay out of the starting lineup for free agent signing Melvin Gordon, who wasn't effective for the Chargers last season after returning from his holdout and saw the fumble woes from his rookie year reappear. Gordon was still 15th in success rate and is a plus receiver, so he should comfortably be an upgrade on Royce Freeman's half of the Denver running back rotation, close quote. So, Zach, first off, do you think that's a fair ranking, a a fair estimation of where this kind of supporting cast stands for Drew Locke and company, and what does it mean? I think it's very encouraging,
3: and I think it's very fair. Even taking my Broncos hat off, Chad, Bill Barnwell has always been a a straight-down-the-middle kind of guy. There's no bias. There's no agenda. He doesn't say anything or do anything for clicks or anything like that or for ratings. He just sees what he sees on tape, and he puts it into words, and I think that's a fair ranking. And if you scroll down, the Broncos are ahead of a a big amount of other heavy-hitting teams. Uh, The Ravens, I think the Packers, they are really in a good position because when you look at the talent – You can see Philip Lindsay, and he's one of the few people in the national media who recognizes Lindsay's talent for what it is. It's not just me banging the table wanting Lindsay to get more carries and kind of hating on the Melvin Gordon edition. He's one of them as well. Then you add on Cortland Sutton who's a all-pro caliber receiver. Then you have Noah Fant in his second year. Then you have all the other weapons, and you tie it all together with a quarterback like Drew Locke, who Barnwell is high on. And yeah, 14th overall ranking. They were 10th in Bleacher Report. They had the 10th best supporting cast. They're getting a lot of national praise, and it's not top five, top three. That would be a little too optimistic for me. But 14th, 10th, that's right up there. That's right in the wheelhouse where they should be. And if they have a top 14 offense and a top five or top 10 defense, That is a playoff team. So again, it doesn't mean much. It's off season fluff right now. It's June, July 13th. Nothing's going on. But if they translate what's being said about them to the field, if they have a top 14 offense, this will be a double digit win Broncos team.
2: Yeah. I mean, just looking at a couple of the teams that the Broncos edged out at 14, right behind them were the Seahawks at 15 who ranked 29th last year for what it's worth. So similarly to the Broncos they took quite a leap forward uh, by virtue of this last year and what they did in the draft <clears throat> and free agency. He's got the Chargers only two slots behind the Broncos at 16. And just looking at 17, he's got the Vikings, which, you know, they lost Stefan Diggs, but they added Justin Jefferson. So, you know, that's still a pretty stacked unit there. So And the San Francisco 49ers at 18. And then, as you said, you look at who the Broncos are behind. You got Pittsburgh right in front of them here for Barnwell, the Falcons, the Rams, the Eagles. So the powerhouse offensive teams in the NFL, it really is encouraging, I think, and very emblematic of just how much John Elway has sold out in the best sense of that phrase to upgrade the offense. We've seen him at different points in his front office career kind of pivot and really go all in on, on not just building a good roster, but going all in, in terms of one side of the ball, whether it was building the most prolific offense in the history of the NFL in 2013, within two years, kind of pivoting from that, building a all-time caliber defense that wins the Super Bowl. And then kind of going through wandering the quarterback desert, it's hard to know where exactly to stack your chips if you're a GM when you don't have that most necessary roster piece in a true bona fide franchise quarterback. If you're gonna air Zach in that situation. I guess you're probably going to err on the side of defense, and that's mostly what Elway did up until 2019. The pendulum swung. You really saw, I mean, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Dalton Reisner, the first three picks offensive players. 2020, I mean, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. uh, The the third round pick, the first one was Ojemudia. Then you got Lloyd Cushenberry. So three of the first four picks this year, key offensive players who are going to play a big role in this team moving forward. So it's all absolutely encouraging as it relates to the, the, the ticker here, which way it's pointing for the Denver Broncos, which I maintain Zach is upward. I mean, it's no coincidence that really measured good analytical national voices like Barnwell are, are picking up what John always putting down here. But what's so impressive is they
3: built this, this, you know, potential powerhouse offense all through the draft. They found their franchise quarterback in the second round. Cortland Sutton was a second-round pick. Phillip Lindsay was undrafted. K.J. Hamler was a second-round pick. Jerry Judy was 15 overall, and that was a steal for his value. He's compiled this entire offense, especially center Cushionberry, left guard Reisner. He added a little piece of Garrett Bowles' left tackle. Yeah, he signed Glasgow. Yeah, he signed Juwan James. Yeah, he signed Melvin Gordon. But he built the house up. The foundation of the house, proverbially, is being built through the draft. Not through free agency. It wasn't 2014 again. Yeah, they won a title because of it, but that doesn't happen too often in this day and age. John Elway's biggest switch is not spending ludicrous money. It's building through the draft. And that's why since 2018, the Broncos have become incrementally better and it's going to all pay off and they're going to cash out with all their chips on the table in 2020. That's what I love to see, Chad.
4: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy girl.
2: As you touched on in your initial analysis here, I mean, if the Broncos really do field a top 14, let's just say a top 15 offense statistically this year, combined with Vic Fangio's defensive acumen and the changes and upgrades I would argue they made at certain points anyway on the defensive side of the ball, this is going to be one of those teams we've been talking about all offseason, but this is going to be one of those teams that you know opponents just don't want to face, especially down the stretch. This is a team that I think you can fairly take out of the dark horse can't uh uh, you know category and put them into more of like i mean i don't know so much that they're a sleeper anymore i mean people i i would think the nfl is seeing basically what's coming at them in the 2020 denver broncos
3: they're gonna take a lot of people by surprise and like who 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 pigeonholed the Tennessee Titans as a team that would get within one game of reaching the Super Bowl, And that wasn't me. It wasn't many people. They got hot at the right time. All the pieces clicked together at the right time. And the Broncos have that ability where it might start out a little slow in the beginning. There might be some hiccups with Locke and the offense and the defense, but come mid season, when they start hitting their stride and by December and January, when they really start getting good, they're going to be a team that no one wants to face in Denver or elsewhere, considering what they bring to the table, coaching, defense, defense and offense. I'll say it again. Top 14 offense in a worst case scenario. It's still top half in the league. You pair that with what should be a top in a worst case scenario, top 10 defense, Chad, who in the AFC would want to face that? Especially if you have to come to Denver in that altitude.
2: Not many teams. I agree. Just to round this out, to give everybody perspective, here's the top 10 in Barnwell's rankings, offensive weaponry, the Eagles at 10, followed by the Cardinals at nine. So that's another one of these teams that you know if they ended up getting the, their equation right and that defense can can hold up and Kyler yeah. Murray ends up being who they think he is as a former number one pick, Cardinals could be one of those true dark horse teams that kind of come out of nowhere to compete. The Bills at eight, which I think is is interesting. The Giants at seven. Wow, wow, that's I don't know if I could uh, go that far with him on that, but uh, the Saints <laughs> at six. That that is surprising. The Giants. Wow. The Panthers at five. If Panthers. this were a Giants podcast, we could we could read what he Teddy, had to say. Teddy Bridgewater,
3: Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, and, and and DJ Moore. That's that's a top five offense. I think
2: McCaffrey is obviously what's what's yeah, probably and Robbie Anderson. I don't know. I disagree. With that. the scales. Yeah, they did add Robbie Anderson. You are right there, and he, yeah, he does mention it. So a couple of these are a little. You can you could pick nits on Tampa Bay at four. I could see that. Dallas at three. I think yeah, that's that's pretty fair. damn close. Uh, Cleveland at two. Still Cleveland getting the hype, man. I don't people, know. People love
3: riding that Baker Mayfield train. I, I just he has to prove me, you know, he has to prove a lot to me
2: before I, I hop on that train as well. And then no surprise, the Chiefs at number one. So that rounds out the top ten. We want to get your thoughts on it, gang. So let us know what you think. Let's grab a few of the supers that are stacked up. Give away another shirt here. We got Glenn jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend, one of the superstars in our community. He says, what is the most memorable moment for each of you in the first 500? Hashtag state of being in New Hampshire, hashtag MHH. You know, Zach, I'll I'll go first on this, but I would say one of the most, if he's asking memorable, one of the most memorable is a live stream podcast that you and I did uh, in the media room at the NFL Combine. What was cool about that is that – you know, we had been working together at that point for just about a year. And, but we had never met in person, you know, different geographic places in the United States. And so we had just met a couple of days prior to that. And, you know, by that point we'd already been podcasting together for a year, working together, as I mentioned. So uh, it was fun though, to finally get a chance to not only meet each other, but kind of let loose and, and attack the combine and talk to all those great prospects, the 2019 class, which included, of course, Drew Locke and Dalton Reisner and Noah Fant. But that to me, was probably one of, if not the most memorable moment for the Huddle Up podcast. Yeah, that was a Facebook Live, I believe, Chad, at the time. We mm-hmm. In the back of
3: the media room, that, in the giant media room in Indianapolis. And also, we went back to our our room we were staying. We did a podcast, the first time ever, a true podcast, face-to-face. It wasn't yep. remote. It was in person. That was pretty fun. Also, I have to say, Chad, the draft pod we did this year, the roundtable, we had everyone on for hours and hours and hours at a time. Uh, that was phenomenal to have
2: everyone's input and kind of watch the draft in real time. And uh, a lot of fun. I thought it was really cool. And not only that, but those draft streams, man, they just raked in the viewers. Like it was insane numbers. Like right now on YouTube live, I mean, a few thousand people will end up watching this video, a few thousand subscribers after the fact, but live, you know, there's probably across all platforms, you know, a few hundred people watching this live right now. And for middle of the, I mean, the, the, dead period on the NFL calendar, that's actually pretty solid. If you're in triple digits on a live stream, I mean, regardless of what your following is, when there's literally nothing going on, you're doing pretty good. But in those draft streams, Zach, I mean, we were were pulling in uh, well over 1,000 live viewers concurrent from different channels. And, you know, you think, well, you know, you see insane numbers sometimes on views on YouTube, and you think, you know, 1,000 live concurrent doesn't seem that impressive to me. But I would defy you, okay, to go and check out any video from, doesn't have, necessarily have to be a direct competitor of MHH, but I would include them. But anyone in the sports landscape sphere and watch a live stream they do, you'll never see any of them. Some of them w- that could have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, you'll never see them come close to having a thousand concurrent viewers. It just doesn't happen. So, That was a watershed moment. And honestly, it really helped, I think, the channel growth, especially on YouTube. That's what I was going to say. When we were doing
3: the draft pods, we had this, you know, seven people on at a time and rotating people and having us on for six hours, the length of the draft. Who else was doing that? Who else in the in the Broncos sphere? Who else in the NFL sphere? And who else has the audience to pull that off as well? It's as much a testament to you guys out there as it is to us. I had a load of fun doing it. Chad did as well. We all did. We all talked about it for days afterward. And I'm looking forward to next year's draft, Chad. Yeah. In there or not, I, I, on location or not, I just I love those, those huge uh, milestone pods we can do for free agency, the draft, the season. It's going to be fun
2: going forward. Man, what we had planned for the draft this year uh-huh. is the word that Shall go and mention doesn't happen and unfold the way it did. That talk about a watershed moment that would have been really cool. So we're kicking that can down the road. It's going to happen, even if it's you know maybe next off season. we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe it ends up being at a tailgate this year. I don't know if the word that shall go and mention is going to allow that to happen, but we still have some big plans to do some live podcasts involving our community, involving the fans, and uh, we'll get to that eventually. Mike Evans, bona fide superstar, consistent Thank you, Mike. as it comes. Love you, bro. Jumping in. He says, appreciate y'all. How would you rank our offensive line in the division? And did we improve? You know, in the division, Zach, of hard Chargers
3: to... For sure.
2: Yeah, better than the Chargers. The Raiders still have a pretty formidable O-line. I think on paper you have to give it to them in terms of proven, you know, production and, co- and, and cohesion as a unit. A lot more so anyway than the current starting five in Denver. And honestly, you can't take away from the Kansas City Chiefs O-line that is very much patchwork. I mean, no like superstars there, Zach, but they just won a Super Bowl. So I think you could until proven otherwise by additional empirical data, in other words, performance on the field. I think it fairly you put this this unit at number three in the AFC West. And did we improve? Absolutely in terms of the interior. I think Lloyd Cushenberry's upside is significantly higher than what the Broncos lost in Connor McGovern. And look, Graham Glasgow is a clear upgrade over Ron Leary, who was a great leader, but you know, he just, first of all, he had a hard time staying healthy and on the field. And even when he was on the field, Zach, he never lived up to that Dallas Cowboys reputation. He brought with him as a prized free agent acquisition in 2017. You,
3: you know the the Raiders they have Rodney Hudson he's a great center but he's getting a little older they have Trent Brown who got a huge contract he's a good tackle but it remains to be seen whether he'll you know get back to that level he was before joining Oakland um, the Chiefs they have Schwartz they have Eric Fisher two great tackles their guard play is a little suspect I, I will say the Broncos I'll put them in a tie for second with Oakland I think the Chiefs they just want a title the reigning champs you got to give them the by default the the uh, the honor there but the Broncos have the potential to not only be the best line in the West. If all things go according to plan, if Garrett Bowles is just consistent and good and average and Juwan James stays healthy, this could be not only the best offensive line in the West, but a top 10 O-line in the NFL. And if they have that with their defense and the rest of the offense, they have Chad, it's going to be a very exciting
2: season. That's what I'll say about the O-line. It's a, it's a high floor, but a much higher ceiling. Well said, well said. And if, you know, if the tackles play up to their potential, you could, we could be talking about a very, very, very prolific starting five here. Yeah. But that's if. You know, you need James on the field, first and foremost, and you need Bowles to, first of all, win his competition in camp and then pull his, I should say, keep his head extricated from his rear end, as he showed he could do down the stretch. Call it the Mike Munchak effect. Uh, Mike Munchak effect. Call it the Drew Locke effect, whatever you want to call it. If he maintains that trajectory and the mindset and more discipline, then sky's the limit for this starting five. All right, Mr. Boggins jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend, as always. He says, remember when a running back from Colorado beat out Melvin Gordon for the running back one spot? Small world. Hashtag history repeats, of course, speaking to the Austin Eckler phenomenon down in uh, L.A which it is ironic. Eckler, of course, also Colorado kid, like like maybe not the Colorado kid like Philip Lindsay, but that's the one thing where, you know, you look around the, the national perspective, Zach, and when people talk about the Broncos' backfield, Lindsay has taken, you know, the back seat in the eyes of these, these national analysts, and they completely omit and forget that he was eclipsed by an undrafted rookie who is basically almost half his size, and really more of a receiver out of the backfield. The Chargers had a chance to show Gordon the love and favor him with the checkbook, with the love, and they didn't. They gave that money, or what money would have gone to him anyway, to Eckler. And I concur with our friend Mr. Boggins here, Zach, that it's probably going to happen again in Denver because Philip Lindsey, look, dude, he just, as he said in that, that one video, uh, I think it was a week and a half ago, I don't care who they bring in. I don't care what they got to get through me. And that is very hard to do. It's going
3: to happen again. I'm going to take away the probably from that or the maybe could be. They're going to not to be their RB one because the Broncos, based on what they're paying Melvin Gordon, they're going to feed him carries to justify that RB1 status to justify that contract. But do not be surprised at all if on a snap-by-snap basis, Philip Lindsay outperforms and outworks Melvin Gordon. He can run inside. He can run outside. He can run goal line. He can catch. He can pass block. Might not be the best, but he can do it. And he's super motivated. He didn't have the ship on his shoulder last year, Chad, and he was still a 1,000-yard running back. This year, he is super pissed off, super motivated, and he wants not only the Broncos to see they made a mistake, but the entire NFL, that he is a true three-down back, and he's going to make everyone
2: see this season. Philip, let them hate. Let them hate. Hashtag that, baby. We got one of our longtime listeners. And he might not always be in the stream as as often as we'd love him to be in the stream because, you know, he's got things cooking. He's, he's got a life. He's got things going on. But he's another one of our longtime listeners and bona fide Super Chat superstars that deserves credit as well for this podcast's modest success and getting to 500 episodes, discount audio and wheels, DA Dub, jumping in with a very generous you. super. You know, we appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up? We have Simmons under control for this season, and we can tag him again next season, too. Plus, Vic's system allows safeties to thrive. I want Simmons back, but for 17, 18, 19 million, we can always draft the next guy up. Zach, your
3: thoughts. He's not going to get 19 mil. It's just he can top Eddie Jackson. He can be a $15 million player, 15.5, maybe, maybe, maybe 16. They will not go up to 19. They probably won't go up to 18. It just comes down to a matter of opinion. If you think Justin Simmons, if you think a safety is worth investing in, then he deserves a contract. I happen to think he brings more to the table than just being a safety. He can play nickel corner. He can play all over the defensive backfield. He's a great leader, great for the locker room. He loves being a Bronco. He's a homegrown guy. I'm willing to bet he would take a little more, Chad, or a little less. Excuse me, to stay in Denver. He's not a guy that's going to milk the Broncos dry for every penny. Just a great all around guy who I think is deserving of a multi year investment. Would I go to 17? No. Would I go to 16? No. But $15 million, if this was a normal offseason for a four or five year contract, why not? He's he's still not even in his prime yet. He's still ascending. He's a true playmaker back there, and you could always draft Kareem Jackson's replacement. He's getting up there in age, but I would keep around one of the young homegrown studs that you've developed. And not only he wasn't a first-round pick, he wasn't a second-round pick. He was a mid-round pick who became a really top free safety in the NFL. You
4: keep those guys around. You don't get rid of them. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy girl.
2: I think what Da Dub might be implying there with the the figures he used is if he were to get franchise tagged again next year, um, you mentioned it on last night's pod, Zach, that it inflates if you franchise tag him the second time. Was it by twenty percent mm-hmm. over the year prior? I can't remember. But if that's it the is. case, I mean, it, it could be approaching those type of figures, perhaps in in twenty twenty one. But who knows? I, Hopefully, it doesn't come to that, Zach. I, I don't see the tag again. Either they're going to
3: probably, if he has a good season on a the tag, they're going to re-sign him to a new contract, and if he doesn't have a good season, they'll probably let him walk. I can't see a scenario where Simmons is tagged two off seasons in a row. He's not a quarterback. He's not a pass rusher. He's not even a shutdown corner. He's a safety in the NFL. So you tag him once. If he has a good year again, if he repeats 2019, pay him. If he doesn't, if he takes a step back, he gets injured, then you can maybe let him walk. I, I don't see the tag again for
2: two seasons in a row. David Bingaman, jumping in. In fact, one of last night's winners, and it was good to hear from you, David, who reached out on email to uh, confirm that he knows he was a winner, and I already had his personal deets. But that's a reminder, if you are announced as a winner, whether you're, I think everyone last night has reached out, so we should be good there. Uh, But tonight, if you are one of the winners of our swag giveaway, make sure you either reach out with an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Or if we are connected on social media, and if we're not, why aren't we connected with you on social media? David says, if Jake Butt Balls out in training camp and beats Nick Vanette, what do you do? And this was a topic I broached in the article last week, grading the Broncos tight end position. And the truth is about Vanette is, you know, he signed a two-year $5.7 million contract in March. He got $2.5 million guaranteed, which isn't nothing but – if he were to really fall on his face or vastly under deliver in training camp and a couple of other tight ends, including Jake Butt, outplay him, it's not so prohibitive as to completely rule out the possibility of releasing him. But it would take Zach a Herculean type of leap forward by Jake Butt to ice out Vanette. Now, what I would see is probably being more likely, even even if it's less still un- unlikely, is him, kind of marginalizing Albert O to the practice squad. But if that were in threat, I would see the Broncos probably just being more inclined to carry four tight ends this year instead of three. And if you look back at the history of uh, Pat Shermer when it comes to 53-man rosters the last two years when he was the head coach of the New York Giants, in 2018, his first year, they carried three tight ends to open the Seasons Act and then four this past year, I might've gotten those reversed either way, three, one year for the other year. So it remains to be seen exactly how that roster math shakes out, but I'm not ruling out completely that butt's going to come in and ball out. The Broncos are, remain, are keeping themselves open to the possibility. They've been patient, long suffering, but it would be a major upset for him to to do that because let's face it, how many major knee surgeries now or na- knee injuries? Three, I think in his football career, two of which, you know, since he's been on the Broncos, uh, you know, in the Broncos family. Uh,
3: The thing is, but even if he catches a lot of passes, even if he does perform well and he does ball out, they didn't sign Venet to be a pass catcher. They signed him to be a blocker. He's like a six offensive lineman. That's his quote unquote specialty. Jake Butt's specialty is not blocking. He, he's more of a pass catcher. They have a lot of pass catchers on the roster. So all things being equal, they didn't shell out $5 bucks for another pass-catching tight end. They have plenty of those. They wanted a blocker. It, it would take just a, a phenomenal effort by Jake Butt to show that he's a blocker and a pass catcher and just then to fall on his face, which I don't see happening. And even if Jake Butt does ball out it would probably push a Fumagali or a Beck or a Ford off the roster before it pushes Nick Vennon off the roster. The money they gave him, it's not a lot on the surface, Chad, but it was significant money. They signed him during a, a period where they strategized who they want to add to the roster. They like his blocking chops, but doesn't offer that. So I can't see a scenario where that unfolds.
2: Kathleen wants to know who the first three opponents are. Tennessee, week one. I'm trying to remember week two, and then week three is uh – the Tampa Bay Bucks. Let me let me make sure I can. Who is week two? Bear with me one second. Steelers, right. right? That's right. It is the Steelers. Yep, on September twentieth. So those are the those are the first three opponents, Kathleen. And I'm glad to to have you with us here. All right, let me jump down here and grab this name. Oh, we have a new winner for the next shirt that we're sending out, and it's very deserving. We have already mentioned him tonight, <clears throat> and this is a guy that's been with us. I would say Zach, at least for the last nine months, I don't know how if he's been listening longer, but as an active participant in the community and a bona fide superstar about that long, and he's also a guy who contributed to the Huddle Up podcast by way of content in terms of he sent us a an intro that we use from time to time for the podcast. You know him as Mr. Boggins himself is one of the winners tonight yes. for a – Hashtag football priest t-shirt. And again, it's the football priest on the front, Huddle Up podcast logo on the back. So, Mr. Boggins, we are connected on social media. So either reach out there or send an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com with your personal details so that we can get that out to you. Appreciate you, my friend, and congrats. Yeah,
3: hey, I hope you like the shirt, and uh, we appreciate your little intro clip that we've used. It's really cool that you reached out and sent us that. So uh, we
2: love your support. We appreciate your uh, your service to the podcast. The queen dives in with a generous super chat. You know, you don't have to do that, Christy. We appreciate you, you so much. She says, if we get a no crowd season, so no fans, you guys should do live game day watch party pods. Hmm. We have had it requested to do live streams while the game's going on. Look, I wish in a perfect world we could do you know, we could actually have the game in one of the windows and we're sitting here talking to you guys while the game's happening. We're all seeing it on screen, but we learned the hard way. I mean, we knew this, but we learned the hard way when uh, we streamed the first night of the draft that uh, copyright, especially on certain platforms. First of all, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be eligible for monetization. And there's a lot of obstacles to overcome. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but we don't want to jeopardize the, the channels, so we can't show them live. But that doesn't mean, Zach, as Christy's requesting here, that we can't all have the game on. And we're all watching it, and we're discussing it live. I just don't know how compelling that would be because neither one of us, Zach, are play-by-play guys, right? We're not okay. going to sit here and narrate the game. So, you know, there's going to be a little bit of dead time. And, you know, we could try it. We could give it a whirl in one of the preseason games if there's enough of a grassroots uh, outcry for us to try this and, and see how it works.
3: Yeah, if we have preseason two. If we can we can have a test pilot. Uh, I have no problem with that, but also from a content standpoint, if a big play happens, we gotta hop off and take care of that. It would just be some logistical issues to work work through, but in terms of fun, in terms of interaction, if we can mimic the draft what we did with that chat, and some to some extent, I'm all
2: for it. I'm down to try it. All right. We'll put a pin in that, Christy, and keep it under consideration and we will holler back. Look, we're not that far out. I mean, if the NFL gets its way in terms of the players agree to keep two preseason games at least this year, you know, we're basically a month out from that happening and training camp now is only two weeks away. And as, as Steven mentioned earlier in the show, as we showed you there, the rookies report in a week. I mean, we're buttoned up right against it. It is go time here very, very soon. So the preseason will be here before we know it. We got Zach's web design, longtime listener, bona fide superstar jumping in. Appreciate you, Zach and Zach's going to come on the show in August sometime. We're going we're gonna to set it up for August, probably the back end of August, because we've got, I think, the first two Wednesdays of the month of August already booked for our superstar segments. But we're going to get Zach on the show, and it's going to be a gas. We can't wait to talk with him and introduce you guys to him in the flesh. But he says, would it be possible if we could be contenders – for Kansas City in three or four years if we keep building like the last three years. Hashtag Chiefs need stopped. Hashtag six-year drought. So I think, you know, God bless you, Zach. I think you're being a little pessimistic in terms of, I think the Broncos can compete with the Chiefs now in terms of contending for the AFC West. It sounds counterintuitive. But, Zach, you can actually lose head-to-head against the Kansas City Chiefs both games this year and still win the AFC West. If they have a, le- a you know, less-than-stellar season, still maybe win double digits, still maybe get to 9, 10 wins if you're, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs but the Broncos get to 11 wins, two of their losses, five losses, beat against – it can happen. This is a team that has that kind of momentum. Now, am I predicting them to unseat the Chiefs as AFC champs this year? No, but I have predicted already. It's a, it was a way-too-early prediction. And I'm going to redo the prediction after we see this team in some form, whether it's just training camp or preseason. We will do another bold prediction, like a more definitive prediction on the doorstep of the regular season. But I predicted, Zach, 11 wins for this team and a nine and seven floor. Now, I could end up looking like, you know, the inverse version of Nick Wright and a complete jackass if I'm, if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> but I don't think I will be, Zach.
3: The Broncos in 2017 were three years away. Now they're right in the mix of it. And if they can almost and should have beaten the Chiefs in 2018 with Case Keenum, they can do it now with Drew Locke and the talent they have on offense. I'm not going to say like Chad kind of alluded to, they're going to win the West. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to be the next Kansas City Chiefs because no one is right now. They have Patrick Mahomes. And if you have Patrick Mahomes, you are at the top. But the Broncos are right there. They have a better defense, uh, better defensive coaching. They have a quarterback who's exciting, can make plays. The talent on offense is almost comparable. They can be up there as well. It could be two double-digit win teams from the AFC West, the Chiefs and the Broncos. And those games they play. I predicted a split. So did Chad this year. They lose one game, win one game. I think they're gonna win an arrowhead. And that could start to set off the emotion for the next couple years of the Broncos kind of slowly overtaking the kansas city slowly establishing themselves back on that mountaintop in the afc west it's going to start in 2020 but not three to four years the latest by 2021 they're going to be right in the thick of things have a little more optimism when it comes to the broncos
2: we got discount da dub jumping back in appreciate you my friend he says congrats on 500 yesterday and counting mhh thank you so much man it means everything and each one of you listening to this and especially the superstars that have contributed the way you have over these, you know, last nine months when we started doing live streaming and whatnot, you all have a big role to play uh, play and credit to take in for what MHH has become. And, you know, what's exciting about this whole thing, Zach, is we're just getting started. You know, we're just getting started in terms of the podcast programming and what we can do video-wise. I mean, Mile High Huddle does, you know, about – anywhere between 500 if it's the regular season or off-season is where this variant comes in. But there's about 500,000 unique Broncos fans who visit milehighhuddle.com on a monthly basis. When it's the season, it's about double that. And so if we can funnel some of those eyeballs that are at milehighhuddle.com, reading the content, watching the videos there, Zach, over to our YouTube channel and to the podcast RSS feeds where they can, you know, see what we've got cooking here. I mean, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit for MHH. And really, you guys have helped us to scratch the surface and to see what is possible with, with MHH. So appreciate you, D.A. Dub.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, everything was true, what Chad said. And that's why we've been doing these the 7K show and the 500 show. It, it's a give back and it's a celebration to you guys. It's a testament to you guys. We wouldn't be here without you. The support, Chad and I and Buana, Chad and I, collectively, individually, have always talked about it. We have been floored. We have been stunned. This entire offseason with nothing going on and people's personal lives being impacted and financial, economic, and yet day in and day out, night in and night out. You guys have been here for the ride, interacting, engaging, supporting. Uh, we can't tell you how much that means to us. And that's why we try to give back as much as possible. And 500 down, 500 to go. You know, 7K and then the next is 14K. and The next
2: 21K after that. We're not stopping. We're only getting started. That's right. Gilster 37 jumping in. Good to see you again on Super Chat. Appreciate you, my friend. Is it too late for ZZ Top to be the halftime at the Super Bowl? Dog, I'm I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a joke in that. I'm going to say no, just to <laughs> answer the question. Know. I don't know, to be honest with you, my friend. But thank you for your support. Um, what's that? Oh, I'm trying to think of a ZZ Top song. Oh man, the '80s—the '80s guys are going to be after me. I can't think of one. Well, I can think of one, but it's maybe not appropriate for a live podcast. But Jaden Torres jumping in. Appreciate Thank you me. and seeing you Jayden. again on. Super uh, very cool, Jaden. Thank you. What's up, guys? Today I was getting groceries, and there I thought to myself, could Garrett Bowles be back in <laughs> his groceries next year? Mark Langley has a burner, and yeah. Jaden Torres. Yeah, you and uh, you and Mark, but you know, honestly. Bowles will have, if he flames out in Denver, even if he doesn't flame out, crash and burn style, but if he has kind of a fair to middling contract year and the Broncos choose not to bring him back and you know he moves into free agency, someone will bring him in. He'll he'll play in the NFL another two, three years if things don't go well for him this year. Someone's going to, I mean, invariably, Zach, when it comes to first-round picks that don't quite live up to expectations in their original NFL homes – there's always that GM or front office that thinks that had a high evaluation on them when they were drafted and thinks our system is the difference. Our system could fix him. Our system could be why this guy could actually succeed. And then they'll take a chance. After that, if it doesn't work out, you know, like you saw with Trent Richardson, for example, former running back from Alabama that flamed out, Cleveland flamed out. After Indy, he, I think what he landed in Oakland for a minute there, if I'm not mistaken, but it just didn't really pan out for him. So we'll see. Maybe that's what awaits Garrett Bowles in his his not-too-distant future, Zach. We'll see.
3: That's a great point, and it's the same reason why Paxton Lynch got a shot with the Seahawks, got a shot with the Steelers recently. If you're a high-round pick, if you have talent, physical talent, on-paper talent, there's always going to be a GM that thinks they can unlock it. There's always going to be a GM that thinks they can salvage it. So if Garrett Bowles flames out in Denver, he will get a second contract. might not be a lucrative run, one. It might be on a prove-it contract, incentive-laden contract, but he will be in the NFL, I believe, barring a, a career-ending injury in 2021. in Denver. I don't know, but uh, they tend to have a long shelf life. And you talk about bagging groceries, it works out for the best. And look at Kurt Warner. I mean, he was literally a
2: bag boy who went on to win a Super Bowl. So and could be worse. Made it to the Hall of Fame. And right. <laughs> they're making a movie about him, I read. His life story is getting turned into a movie. I don't know. I don't have any other details on that front for you, but Kurt Warner is, is a very unique NFL story. 15 years yeah. from now, the Garrett Bowles movie coming to a theater near you. <laughs> That's quick. Mark's guys, all give, over that one. Give us the title of that Garibaldi movie in the stream. <laughs> what will it be called? Um, Behold. <laughs> Duke Boynton jumping in, showing some love. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. He says, one of our superstars, my first ever tweet. This is true. He just barely started his Twitter account, was sharing your 500th pod. LOL. I'm dumb when it comes to Twitter, but I'm proud of you too. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. That's you. awesome, dude. Duke's a good example. And, you know, it's right next to each other. Duke started his Twitter in order to engage with MHH. Kathy Lund, one of our dedicated listeners as well, started her Twitter to account for MHH. John want to beast himself the same. So if you are not on Twitter right now, gang, I don't blame you. It's kind of a, especially with regard to politics, it's basically a, a sewer. Mm-hmm. Firm. In terms of discourse, no one's, Everyone's talking at each other. Nobody's listening. But when it comes to sports, following news, sports conversation, it's a great medium and a great way to stay in touch with your favorite reporters and podcasters and teams and players. And so I would suggest doing so, especially if you're one of our super chat superstars, get on Twitter so that we can tag you and shout you out after each and every podcast. Here is one of the winners from tonight's uh, one of tonight's giveaways, Albert, Michelle jumping in, showing love on super chat in a symbolic way. $5.01 $5.01 super chat, and Thank they said a penny for each pod. Keep it up, guys. Uh, gwell, uh, g- g- hold on. Uh, I'm gonna do that's it, all you. you. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, the Netherlands. Geweldig Gewoon, Dutch, for awesome as always. Or maybe not the Netherlands. Maybe it's. Is Dutch the Netherlands? Now I sound ignorant. Dutch. <laughs> Anyway, Albert, Michelle, much love to you. Appreciate you so much. And I know you're from across the pond originally, living in the U.S. of A. Uh, speaking of a fan that is not in the continental United States but in North America, personifying, exemplifying the hashtag state of being, we got Terry Randall, fide superstar, also $5.01, super symbolic. You. Appreciate you, Terry. And we're looking forward to having you on the show here in just a few weeks' time. It's going to be great. He says, uh, keep hashtag football priest, hashtag state of Keep the chat rocking Broncos country and drop a like. Good looking out, Terry. Appreciate that reminder. If you haven't liked the video, especially on YouTube and Facebook, gang, make sure you like this thing. Every interaction like that helps us in the algorithm to grow and reach additional people in terms of impressions out there. So, all right, let me see here. We've given away two. John? Pull another one. We're going to give away another, um, you know, basically dealer or or winner's choice. You pick something from the merch store. We're going to give it to you. We did it on last night's show. I think it was Christian who won that particular giveaway, but we're going to do it. So the name we're about to announce, you go on to HuddleUpPod.com to the merch store. Pick out what you want. Maybe it's a hoodie. Maybe it's a face mask, a hat. Maybe it's the mug. Maybe it's the tank top. It is summer after all. You tell us what you want. Email us, milehighhuddle at gmail, and uh, with your physical address, and we will have that shipped to you at your um, request. All right. Yeah, uh, Doesn't John, either one's fine. Either one's fine. Bear with us one second. And while John is pulling that, let's grab this super from Terry, just because sure. number seven is very important to Terry. He's going to be the seventh superstar segment. So appreciate that, my friend. Appreciate Thank that you, more than you know. Here's Christy. Chad was drinking Red Bull under the <laughs> I am that far gone with Red Bull. It's it's a problem. Trust. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Oh, this is very apropos. We got the winner and again guys, John found an online um he found an online, I don't know, some some widget where you can put in a bunch of names or a bunch of whatever and it randomly selects. And so these really are 100% randomly chosen. And this is the winner of You Choose It, You Do's It, Zach's website, one of the superstars from tonight. So, Zach, you head to huddleuppod.com when you get a minute. And then you reach out to me on Twitter, as we've been chit-chatting on Twitter, on DM. And let me know what you would like us to have sent to you. And we will happily do that. Thank you so much for your support. It means everything. And we're looking forward to eventually having you on the show. It's going to be great.
3: Yeah, Zach, you were massively supportive yesterday. You were just so complimentary of the podcast. You've been hanging around for a while. You've been constantly contributing and donating and interacting and not even just the interaction alone. Chad and I say it all the time, but it's so important that we have that with our with our listeners and our followers. We love the banter going back and forth, and you've been right there every podcast. So pick something out that you want, and we hope you enjoy it.
2: Well-deserved. Okay. The chat stream did one of its jumps because – It's been one of those extremely, extremely active conversations tonight, which we love. Oh, thank you. John's on it, dude. This is why we have John in the house, dude. KP jumping in with a very generous super. Appreciate you, you, my friend. And you've got a hat coming your way, as you know. Um, He says, I think Donald Trump should keyword all Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, players, and fans solely on the name that shall be mentioned. They're losers. They – are the real problem in the world. Hashtag bubble (laughs) (laughs) tent. Well, that would certainly make make the Broncos path to another, what would be their 16th AFC crown all the easier, is that?
3: Yeah, you don't have to quarantine uh, Chargers fans either. They don't show up to games anyway. So it would be pretty fun, though, to keep the Chiefs away. That would level the playing field out just a little bit in
2: the NFL. Do you also, John, have Steve's? Here he is, rocking the Dove Valley Deep Divers hat. Great profile pick. We love seeing it. Appreciate you, my friend. And you're going to be on the show here in the very near future. So we look forward to talking to you. He says, I am hashtag locked in this year. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. State of being. Big time Nebraska guy. So that's great. We appreciate you, Steve. Means a lot to us, as you know. And then uh, I want to say six foot 10 as well. John, if you got him. There he is. Now, this is. Yeah. Okay. So he wants to know very generous super chat. Will we ever get a size bigger than the three X in the MHH shop for a fluffy guy like myself to wear hashtag chunky Bronco. (laughs) You're not the first of our great community, excuse me, to uh, request that. And unfortunately there are some items that it does go into larger sizes. So far, everything we have on the merch store, it doesn't go beyond two X. So, To be honest with you, we're considering moving our third-party provider, and if we do, that's going to be one of the newer conditions we're going to look for in the next provider is some more versatile options in terms of sizes with regard to merch. But uh, we'll keep it in mind, I promise you, my friend, and thank you for the support. We can try to reach out maybe, Chad, to see if uh, they'll, they'll kind of
3: give us a more receptive answer to the 3X question.
2: Yeah, and that reminds me, wasn't uh, forgive me? Isn't that the dude six foot ten? Adon, isn't he the guy with the podcast? Mm-hmm. Broncos right? talk, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, Broncos talk. Guys, check out his podcast when you get a second. So we love seeing that come out of the community, and we'll we'll support as best we can your uh, your new podcast, my friend. Bonafide superstar in the house, George, the biggest Queensryche fan on the planet Earth, and big time. Supporter of MHH. Appreciate that, my friend. He says, I'm at work just showing my support. Well, dude, hopefully you're listening with an earbud in and you got the phone in your pocket so you don't get in trouble for, uh, you know, deep diving on your Broncos while you're at work. But thank you, George. And we're going to get you on the show here in the very near future as well. You're on the list. I believe you've reached out and said that you want to come on. So I have you on the list anyway. And if I'm remiss on that, if I'm misremembering that, just reach out and tell me, no, dude, I don't want to be on. But I think. You told me that, so we look forward to it.
3: So consistent, so amazing. Thank you so
2: much, George. Every single pod. Manny Wise, jumping in as well. He was Thank active you, last night. He's active again tonight. Always brings a unique perspective to the conversation, yeah. and we appreciate you, my friend. All right, uh, we are, and there he is again, the man, Terry. <sighs> Thank we you, We are button up against our hour. We're at 55 minutes, and so let's do one more name, John, of because we had three more shirts that we could do. We've given away two tonight. So let's do one, and then one from the merch store, and then one more shirt. So let's do one more tonight. And uh, before we get out of here, John, if you want to pull another name. um, KP, what if all the MHH fans jumped into the commentary and put it under a fictitious and company? Oh, I must be. I don't know what he's talking about. I must have jumped in on the back end of that conversation. My apologies, game. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, th- I thought I saw something else there. Uh, Ron Dubb. Ron, you're one of the superstars, and this is a message that goes out to all the superstars dating back to last season, last football season. We want to dedicate one segment on one show to the superstars each and every week, in case you missed it. And so, Ron, we'd love to get you on if you want to be on. If so, just reach out and let us know. We're connected on social, or you can shoot me an email, us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'd love to get you on. But he says, and thank you for, for the super, Ron. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. He says, hey guys, I meant to say congrats on 500 episodes last. My bad. If Fangio gets us to 13 and 3, 14 and 2, 15 and 1, and the defense is top ranked this year, do you think he's poised to win coach of the year? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if this team, Gets upwards of 13 plus wins, he's going to be in that conversation and he'll be very deserving in terms of getting some of that credit.
3: The only hedge to that question I can say is it depends on what other coaches do in the NFL. We never really know or could predict that. But if the Broncos win 13 games and they have a top three defense and they win, you know, even a wow card, yeah, he'll be right up there and he'd be well deserving to win that award as well. Great question, Ron, as always. You always bring such unique, uh, thoughtful questions to the podcast. I happen to believe, yes he would be in the running for that, for that award.
2: Hey, here's the last winner of our giveaway to celebrate our 500th episode. We cross TV. over into the 500s, Charlie Beagle, who he might not be a bona fide superstar, but this is a cat that is in each and every chat stream. I mean, I can't think of the last time he wasn't that I didn't, I don't recall seeing him in the He's always in the stream. So Charlie, we appreciate you. We appreciate your dedication and support and what you bring to our chat stream in the community Make sure you reach out milehighhuddle at gmail.com and give us your shipping address so we can send you out your shirt, my friend. Appreciate you.
3: Hope you like it, Charlie. Thank you. As always, Chad said, it's true. It's like you're in every single podcast, always supporting, always interacting, always there for us. And we want to be there for you. So we
2: hope you enjoy the merchandise and uh, keep uh, listening to us. All right. We are about out of time. So I'm going to scroll down here to the bottom. I see a couple of supers that we haven't got to. And we definitely do not want to neglect any of our superstars. Eclipse Stormborn checking in from Philly. Appreciate you, my friend. Rocking the Football Priest t-shirt. He says, peace from Philly. Love you all. Hashtag state of being. Talk about brotherly love. That's, that's it right there, man. And Eclipse is going to be on the show next week, next Wednesday. So tomorrow or Wednesday night this week is Mark Langley, Eclipse. And if something comes up between now and then, when we need to reschedule it or do a different day, just reach out. We'll, we'll figure it out, but it's going to be fun. We look forward to talking to you. Yeah. Brother. To and talk to you. It's going to be great. And then also Chris, we're going to get you on the show in August. If, and it, you know, it's going to end up stacking up. We might have to push into September, but we're not going anywhere and we know you guys aren't either. So, you know, we'll get you on the show here in the very near future. Bottom line, Chris. Uh, so circle, you know, toward the end of august but really appreciate your generosity as always and your support and your passion for this channel this podcast and the broncos he says happy belated 500 here's to 500 more cheers and then he says hashtag (laughs) click those little thumbs up appreciate that chris you are the man dude wow thank you so much chris as always thank you all right we've got also brooklyn official music that's a name i don't recognize in super chat so thank you welcome Hope you keep coming back. Hope we do a good enough job for you to keep coming back. Brooklyn says, cheers to many more guys. Love the content. Very cool. So we appreciate you, bro. Um, And then, of course, Dennis Woods, who we cannot neglect, superstar, dedicated. Coming in late tonight, he says, just want to show some love and appreciation. Thank you, Dennis. And, it I mean, seriously, it means everything to us. People just pop in, Chad. They can't even watch the show and they just
3: want to drop a little donation and just support us. It's, it's, it's so humbling. It's so amazing.
2: But, and it also is meaningful in terms of it, it keeps the party going. It keeps us, it, it paves the way and allows us financially to keep bringing in this content. So this is crowdsourced. That's what these superstars are yeah. doing. And that's why we give them the focus that we do. Speaking of across the pond, Also symbolic super chat in British pounds. I believe it's pounds, right? That's the symbol for pounds, not not euros. He says, increased reports, does James Campbell, that Broncos are working towards an 11th hour long-term extension for Simmons. Hashtag get it done. Happy 501, state of being. You're one of the exemplifiers of that, James, and Broncos world. If that's true, Zach, that's something I haven't seen since we went live. That must be something new. The last thing I saw on the topic was from, as you mentioned earlier, James Palmer. Yeah. So James, I'd be curious to know what your source is on that so we can eyeball it ourselves and maybe even get a report at milehighhuddle.com up for the community. But thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. I think that does it, gang. As, as John says here, thank you for all of your support. These last two pods, you know, look, we haven't had a ton of Broncos news to analyze We would have kind of pivoted toward breaking down the roster, but we wanted to celebrate 500 with you guys. We wanted to give away some gear, give away some swag, and give back and say thank you in in whatever modest way that we can for all of your support. And then Wednesday night when we come back, we will have have Mark Langley on the show, and then we'll get into some – we'll see what Mark has to say, and we'll get into some (laughs) Bronco talk, and we'll know what happened with Justin Simmons by then. We'll analyze all that. We got Zyka jumping in late. Appreciate you, my Thank friend. You, Super chat, dude. Those are some rad glasses, dude. Bronco glasses with the logo on the lens, dude. I need to. I, I need to find out where you got those. My boys would love those. He says, "What's up, guys? Love the stream as always. Appreciate, appreciate you, too, my friend." Um, reminder: if you are were one of the winners of the giveaway tonight, make sure you reach out to us. Whether it's milehighhuddle at gmail or on social media so that we can get your physical shipping address and get your stuff out to you. But, gang, that's got to do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us. Mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars. Zach and I are off tomorrow night, but you will get a fresh episode of Building the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm pretty sure they're back to their Tuesday nights. And then Zach and I will be back in the saddle Wednesday. We'll have Mark on for a segment. It's going to be a gas so, Zach, have a, a great start to your week, my brother.
3: Thank you. And I was uh, laughing earlier, Chad, because a few seconds ago when Mark's about to come on Wednesday, I can only imagine what he's going to tell us. I can only imagine what his talking points are going to be. I cannot wait to get one-on-one time with Mark to see what he really is like in the flesh on here.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. He's. It's, I mean, I talked to him on the phone in person. And he was a good guy, fun guy to talk to So we look forward to it. And I think you guys do as well. So have a great night, each and every one of you and uh, keep checking back milehighhuddle.com for news analysis. A reminder, we want you in the comments there. We want you in the community at milehighhuddle.com on the website. Very helpful for us. And so many of you have done that. I mean, it's a, it's a rocking community, but it could always be better. Everything could always be better. So help keep the conversation going there at milehighhuddle.com. But gang, we're going to get out of here. The last reminder here, before we say goodnight, make sure you're following the pod on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, and then also at Mile High Huddle. And whatever you do, make sure you're following my partner and fellow football priest here, Zach Kelberman, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen, and our producer, John, at John K-M-H-H, J-O-N-K-A-Y. All right, gang, have a great night. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you again Wednesday night.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
4: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.